With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the Leaves That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy. And we only just finished the Leicester one. Yeah, it's a very tight turnaround between these games. They're thick and fast, which is why, as I said the other day, I'm quite pleased that Crystal Palace has been moved to Monday night. Isn't that what your last calls you? Uh, Mr. Monday night. No, thick and fast. Uh, Coming up, we will discuss our home fixture with Everton. We will discuss the head-to-head record, how the teams lines up. Well, we're going to speculate on that, give our predictions for the game, and then afterwards we'll be back with our immediate thoughts and feelings. So the head-to-head record, it's nice this part of the season for the uh, pod prep, because what I can do is go to the previous one and just add one in the right column. Uh, So we've won 34, drawn 32, and lost 51. Not uh, Not a great record against Everton. A big record against Everton. Yeah, we thought that Leicester was a bogey team, but I think on last podcast I said this is the Steve Watson nightmare game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, and that was mentioned. Steve Watson came up in the build-up to the game for that afterwards, so you were, I mean, you might have a future in this. Mate, I'm gifted not. So, um, but well, before we go into it too much, let's just say, are you still riding high off that victory? Oh, yeah, 100%, mate. As I said, it sets the tone for the week, doesn't it? I've kind of been bouncing off that. I know on the the podcast I sounded a bit weary, but it were a bit of a roller coaster. Leeds United are going to be an enemy this season if if we're not careful because it is just mental how we're going, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those where I was very excited to watch Match of the Day and someone I know messaged saying he'd watched the Bamford goal of all day and then later on uh, that he watched the uh, Harrison goal and he's certain Harrison was going to miss it every time you watch it back you're still like he's not going to pass it he's not going to pass it he's going to miss it surprised he didn't try to uh, get on his left I know yeah yeah it was impressive it was good stuff that it was just what the doctor ordered uh, we did to them what they'd done to us because in that home game we were we were in it for so long um, we we were out of it in the first half, but then we had that period where we uh, Dallas's goal in that first game was fluky, wasn't it? But then we we knocked and knocked. And was that the Pablo uh, disrespectful moment where it, he? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, and uh, that's probably going to be worth having a, having to a speculate on now. Really, is um, does Pablo move up the pecking order? due to uh, the potential injuries. what? How do you expect the team to line up tomorrow night? Oh, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? As I say, I'm still trying to digest what happened the other day. Um, I think if it were me, which thankfully for all Leeds United fans, it isn't me, because I ain't got a Scooby-Doo, I'd be playing pubs and clicky and putting Dallas on the right if Rafinha's injured. Blimey. I just I, I don't think... Elder Costa's head's quite in it at the minute. 
Stuart Dallas on the wing. When did we sign Stuart Dallas? 2015 as a winger. Yeah, it's, I was going to say it's very 2015. Yeah, but um, you know, so many people saying about Stuart Dallas, that Leeds lad, that he's, uh, <laughs> he's the first name on the team sheet. It's just, well, actually, he's the last name on the team sheet. He's wherever there's a slot, isn't it? But he's, but he's on the team sheet. Where is Cookstown? Is it just next to Chapeltown? Or is it, uh, like, where, which side of Leeds is it? It's uh, to the very, very far west of Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> the very most northern western point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it'll be interesting to see because of the couple of games. Maybe he doesn't risk Rafinha. So it's maybe, I don't know, I think he would go with Costa. I think he will play Costa if, if that's the case. As I said, I thought at the start of the season, Costa started well, but in game at weekend, he, <laughs> I thought it was going to, pardon the pun, Costa was the game. That pass when he gave it, where I thought, oh no, that's your career, mate. Yeah. Just straight to him, I was like, oh. City, all the best. I thought it was going to be dodgy, so, you know, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. But would you, um, would you be tempted to stick with that back line as it was on Sunday? Yes. So you go with your consistency there, but you've then got potentially Rodrigo and Rafinha, and you're going to bring Click in, but you're moving Dallas out. So who else are you bringing in? Pubs. Oh, yeah, that was it. Do you think. I'd I'd, I'd happily play Pablo and Click or Pablo and Stuart Dallas, I think. But you're going with Pablo. You're going with Pablo. And you start with Pablo, and you're saying, "Right, crack on." Yeah. Or do, you, or, or do you put Pablo on the right wing? I don't think. I done. don't think he can get up and down as much as he used to. But uh, well, I'll be honest; it's so interchangeable. I wouldn't be surprised to see that lineup. Do you know? What I wouldn't be surprised with either. Uh, I've said it a few times, but I mainly said it right at the start of the season when we were doing that absolute purple patch of just smashing it and doing great, is that I'm surprised that I get surprised how good we are. I'm surprised that I've spent the last couple of days going, eh, we beat Leicester. And actually, we're, we're really good. When, when yeah. we're hot, we're very hot. And when we're not, we're very not. Well, I had a little read on the uh, Toffees forum. Calm down, always. calm down. This guy, he calls us Man Bun FC. What? We've only got two. Man Bun FC? Oh, no, we've got three. Oh, no, we've got four, actually. And I can't fully uh, say exactly, but I picked it out just because of how beautifully put it was, but he just put, they tore us a new bumhole in the game at Goodison. <laughs> so everyone else was, I don't know, they get, they're another club that tear themselves Circle like they don't have a they love the club, they hate some of the stuff that's going on, they tie themselves in knots with it all. And I think, I mean, they're, they're delighted that Pickford's out. And it's uh, what's up with him? They don't know whether it's a legit injury or he's been dropped, but Ancelotti's covering for it. Has his latest but, fingers finally fallen there, <laughs> fallen, fallen off? Yeah, and some someone possibly someone else has got a side injury. Um, Delph is back available, so 
that could be an interesting one. But and they signed somebody yesterday, Josh Who? King. Oh, did they? But I heard to be their new number eleven. But there were rumblings that it was within. It wasn't within the time limit for being in the match day squad for this match day, so it would be for the weekend. Oh, fine. So yeah, it's um, the other new signing that we need to talk about is the uh, Elmo pitch. The green, green grass of Ellen Road. Well, <laughs> problem is, problem is that we um, we're playing on a London pitch. Not just that, mate. Probably at last pitch, what it got absolutely knacked because it snowed a barrel load, and it snowed a barrel load again. So now we're playing on a London pitch in snow. All the best. Yeah. Leads to that. I think it'll be fine, to be honest with you. I think uh, they've they've obviously got it laid down really quickly, but it's, I, hope they've, um, I hope they've watered it in gravy to get it acclimatised. I hope they went over Gravely's, bought all gravy and just poured it on pitch and just got it ready. So how are you feeling for this one? Are you up for it? Are you excited? Are you still thinking it's is it too soon for another game? I'm just confused, mate. I'm 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 dead dead happy that we've got more football coming and I can't wait to watch it. But just just feel a bit quick. I don't know if that's because we were recording the night before. Um because we've had games in like these short turnarounds, but I'm just a bit blagged. I, I am up for it. And there's there's not better when you keep winning to get the next game and have another dig again. If they're as buoyed by that win at the weekend as we are, then it'll be a confident performance. So, uh, thanks as always to our local Joe for uh, providing us with the referee details. Actually, Joe, bit of, bit of doom mongering, unfortunately, this time. She's brought us bad news. It is not Joe's fault. She just she just provides the information. It's not but, Tony uh, Taylor, is it? No, uh, Tony Taylor, we've done not horrendously. With. This is worse. Michael Oliver, who uh, refed the opening game of season versus Liverpool, the West Ham home loss, and he was the AR for the Wolves and Chelsea game. So he's just been involved with four defeats this season. And never trust a bloke with two first names as his full name, can you? I'm fairly certain you've said that before. I mean it. It would make you consistent. Consistently full of twaddle. Yeah, but, you know, it's beautiful, beautiful twaddle. Yeah, I think we're going to go into this in confident mood. And they, the worth noting, transfer window shut, no further additions other than the pitch. Talk of what we're maybe looking at for the summer, but let's get points on the board first. Let's get ourselves, let's get ourselves to a safe position, and then give yourself the chance to plan, which should be incredibly exciting. Let's go with predictions then. Well, we don't really draw, do we? I know we've drawn against Man City and Arsenal. At home, I think we're going to win again, and I think it's going to be two 0 to Leeds United. I think that's a uh, a bold statement prediction. I can't, uh, I, I can't wait to see if that's the case. I saw so someone who um, agreed with you on that one, Matt Lawrenson, on his BBC predictions. Oh, I'm probably wrong now, then, aren't I? He was up against Chris Shifflett of the Foo Fighters this week. You what? That's how it works. Random celebrity does predictions against Mark Lawrenson. Games are from Foo Fighters. Yeah, and he predicted two all because he said, "I love Ricky Wilson and the Kaiser Chiefs," um, so I'm going to go two all. <laughs> He's an Arsenal fan. Turns out 
Anyways, I've predicted... Hang on, you've blown my mind there. What's the world coming to when they're just getting random blokes who don't know anything about... Uh, no, go on, anyway. Having said that, that's all we are. A couple of random blokes who don't know anything. Totally. And, uh, like, uh, Chris Shiflett of the Foo Fighters is an Arsenal fan who gave reasonable score predictions. If you ever see that feature on the BBC website, sometimes they get random people who don't know anything about football whatsoever. I can't, like, I can't think of a decent example because I keep wanting to say Screech from Saved by the Bell, but he's only in my mind because he sadly passed away this week. Uh, so, and I don't know if he's even done it. So I think I've just got to say, I've been, uh, I'm I'm going to be cautious and go for 1-1. Like you said, I think the first game was, we did incredibly well, but it was it was tight. It, it was really tight. It was nip and tuck. It was them fine margins, Andy. And See, they, they were flying on Christopher Wave, though, weren't they? They were like, doing really good. And now they're a bit guff. I'll tell you why I've talked myself into a draw, because follow this little pattern. Okay. Leeds, Leeds beat Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle beat Everton. Yeah. I think that follows probably as Everton beat Leeds just for logic busting. So I'm going to talk it down to match my expectations somewhere in the middle. Are you, are you, have you been drinking? No, not at all. Not, oh, since, that, not since Sunday. That don't make any sense, your little pattern. Well, if you go in, in, in out-and-out logic, you go, well, we were better than Newcastle, then Newcastle were better than Everton, therefore surely we're better than Everton. But that's not how football logic works. You're trying to use real logic. No, 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 mate. You're just off your head. Well, I hope I'm entirely wrong. I think it's uh, it's so hard predicting these games. It's so hard. Do you know how many I've got right in the whole 103 episodes now? How many? None. What, as in correct score or the actual... Uh... Correct score. Oh, dear. Hang on, how many have you got? What, correct score? Oh, you old dear me with your, like, probably 0-2. No, I mean... Yeah, it's probably it's it's less than five, obviously. Uh, but I do I do remember being quite pleased about it at times. It's less than one, you div. Anyway, what's your word? My word is cautious because we've been in this position before, where you've had a couple of victories and everyone started saying, "I'm thinking Europe. I'm not looking down anymore. I'm looking up." Same points off top as we are off bottom, and uh, I'm saying cautious. Don't go into it thinking, well. We beat Newcastle and Newcastle beat Everton and therefore we're going to smash them because we just beat Leicester as well. Don't think that. Play each game for the team in front of you. They're a, they're a decent outfit. They're an established Premier League team. They, up until this point in beating Leicester, were the most established team that we've... Um, well, they remain it because they're the, they've never been relegated. So the most established team we've beaten. So... Go out, play the play the fixture for the respect it deserves, and uh, which they will, and hopefully we'll come back after this, and you'll be we'll both be wrong because it's been five or six. My words, Bamford, because uh, I think the result entirely depends on which version of Paddy Bamford turns up. If the one from last game turns up, I think it'll be very much in our favour, and I just hope that he's. He's still riding off that high and he comes in absolutely flying because when he's on, he is on, isn't he? I wish I'd uh, done my word as a phrase like you did last week when you said, my word is away. 
<laughs> because we are better at away than we are at home. <laughs> Mate, this is it. So mine would be calm down. Just calm down. Cautious. I was going to go with sticky because it could be a sticky toffee and Antilotti looks like a pudding, but I've not gone with that. I've just, I've just gone with Bamford. Well, let's hope you're right, I'm wrong, and we're picking up three points when we talk about this after the game. Speak then. Well, we're back and it's finished. Leeds United 1, Everton 2. My worst fears were brought to life and that pattern did follow. Leeds beat Newcastle. Newcastle beat Everton. Everton beat Leeds. Andy, what did you make of all that? You can't give him a two-goal head start. The the two goals we conceded were very soft and we didn't really start till the second half. I cannot fault the second half effort. We at the bar, we at the post... We had plenty of chances. They were lucky Pickford was out injured or else would have probably won it. Um, yeah. It, frustrating. The, the, the strangest bit for me was how slippery the pitch was. It looked like... When I was a kid, I used to put uh, fairy liquid on floor. My mate's houses used to fall over. They were like that. It's like someone's put fairy liquid in the pack and just greased it all over the pitch. Everyone was on their ass. I think we've had the... Uh... Pitch was rubbish against Brighton excuses and we've got the pitch was slippy against Everton excuses. Oh, mate, it was slippy for Everton too. I didn't have having a pop it. It just, like, I couldn't believe it. And then when Leon Osman had a shocker calling him Marco Bielsa every five seconds, that was annoying. But he also said some guff saying, oh, the pitch hasn't settled in yet. It's a bloody bit of grass, mate. <laughs> well... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... Yeah, I've said that a lot of times. I don't if know what's in that. Right, if it's cut at right length, then it's grass, isn't it? Surely. Well, you know, all people will say really, which is, to me, is fair enough, is that it was the same pitch for everybody, wasn't it? So. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, when Leon Osmond said, oh, yeah, the uh, pitch isn't ready, it's like, what planet are you on? It's just some grass and it looks well. How's it going to be extra slippy? And as, as I say, they've covered it in very liquid and low pack. But anyway, I'm getting carried away because I'm uh, disappointed, but actually in all right spirits, I think. Just strange, well, for, strange for me after I lost that, isn't it? Well, this is the happiest you've ever been. Would you say you enjoyed it? No, I hated it. Don't wind me up. But uh, second half, um, I thought the performance was very good. We were just... Just couldn't score. We did literally everything. I think once it had got past 70 some minutes, my belief started to slip, which is frustrating. It just didn't look. I'd even say once we took click off, and I know that he didn't have the greatest of influences in the first half, but the, the substitutions didn't work for us today. Do you know what, as well? Sadly, I think that's down to lack of quality. I th- I th- Pablo was playing some stress. Uh, Pablo was playing some stray balls, wasn't he? It led them to get in a third. Costa doesn't look like the guy who started the season off on a stormer. Tyler Roberts, jury's out for him. It, it just seemed to kind of kill it a little bit. But as I say, it, it goes down to give it away sloppy goals. If we hadn't done that, then uh, we'd have won the game. It's 
plain and simple. Yeah, so going back to that first half, it, it, it was lost on those sloppy moments. And now I make it that in the early uh, two-ins and throw-ins before the goal, it was Calvin Phillips going up man-to-man with Sigurdsson. So is it was it Calvin who didn't track that run? Because Cooper was looking around and they were all going, who was meant to be doing that? Was it Calvin Phillips' job? I think so, but it shouldn't have got to that. I think Stroik has he had a very good game last game out and he was all right today but he, he looks like he's got it covered then instead of just twatting it into stand he just leaves it and lets you run onto it it did the whole thing was just basic schoolboy defending errors wasn't it avoidable yeah then second one again it's, it's old adage of losing your man on a corner isn't it well you win the foot yeah you need to win the first ball, but instead we've we've missed that and the flick on's gone on. And Calvert Lewin, who hadn't scored for seven games, can't believe and and Ant started particularly brightly in this game. Can't believe his luck, can he? When he he's charging in to just bullet it in with unmarked. But before that, Alioska's unlucky with that thunder bastard that's at the post. Uh, I mean, straight off the bat, um, Rafinha did. Well, in the first minute, didn't they? they scored. It, yeah, it, it, it was just—it was just a case of offing and puffing, and it—it goes down for me as one of them days. I, I do agree with you, though. I think the the lack of depth is showing, and I think as long as we get to that over line with them points that we've been discussing for the last few pods, we've signed five quality players and keep the majority of the first team at the moment. Well, actually. <laughs> have a really decent squad, haven't we? Yeah, I've, I've, I've put it in the... I think it was at 1-0, I put it in one of our groups that I felt Rafinha was the best player on the pitch. And... Um, by some distance as well. He was making everything happen for us. And again, I think once we passed the point of his... Um, when the substitutions came on and maybe he was switching and now he ended up on the left when no he ended I don't know you've confused yourself there haven't you I have actually yeah I just I, Helder Costa came on and I thought they switched but I don't Did think he? <laughs> but I, the ball wasn't going through Rafinha in the same way and I think and it, even if it was because he took a kick or whatever the connection between Alioski and Harrison down that side, they, they've got a, a decent partnership and it looks like something's going to happen. And then you take one of them out and then you take the other one of them out and you got to get going again. And what they did at that point was they took off Richarlison, who was a real moody looking swine and uh, brought on a def- central defender. So they took off an outlet and just said, right, you know, we're going to make it even more solid, come and try and break us down as we're tweaking things. And Pablo was a magician, but he, they just played us into trouble again tonight. Is he showing his age? I don't know. I think he's showing the lack of consistent minutes and game time because when you're asked to just come on and do little bit parts once every few games, it's going to be hard for people. So maybe it's a combination of uh, age and lack of of game time I would say I'd still think he can make a difference and every time Tyler Roberts comes on I go come on Tyler 
now's your chance. And that, 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 is, uh, I was furious at that. And equally, um, Luke Aileen had a chance when he, when he volleyed it in when we got a corner. If he just squared it for Bamford, Bamford's got a decent effort. Bamford should have shot instead of crossing it to Roberts. It's easy to say now, but I'd rather he drilled it low and hard than, than uh, pull it back for the one attempted one goal. But, you know, Andy, I'm going to ask you this question. Across the two games against Everton, how many points do you think we deserved? Six. Yeah? Yeah. I think we deserve three and a half, maybe four. Or <laughs> oh, you think a draw first time out and a win today? No, I th- I think I think across the two, I don't I don't think we it they've both been tight games and they both could have easily gone the other way. We could have walked we had enough chances to win a game tonight. Everton had enough chances to win at Goodison and the away team won both games. So on the balance of it, I don't think you can look back at those two fixtures and go, we utterly dominated both games and could should have had six points. We haven't, I don't think we've, we've missed opportunities and it easily could have gone the other way, but I'm not disappointed on the whole of how we've stood up to everything. And I was thinking back to talking about predictions and how hard it is to predict. In this league, there's a, cluster of teams at the very top who you would probably expect us to lose against but hope we could get some result from the game there's teams against at the bottom of the league um who you would always predict that we would win against and we should be beating and then there's that core of teams maybe 10 teams in the middle that we're one of that makes it very difficult to predict because it could go either way and i'm including everton in that because although we're now uh seven behind them we'd have been one point behind Everton if we'd have beaten them tonight and I think we we easily could have done so it's going to we've talked about fine margins all season so far we're in a strong position we're, we're in a stronger position than this round of fixtures because Southampton managed to get himself done by nine um, and I think it's going to be those additions like we've said of the, of the quality over the summer hopefully all being well that we see us go on to be emerge as one of the stronger teams in this next group of uh, this middle pack to feel more confident that you'll go out and you'll get four or six points from Everton rather than three yeah I agree with you I think if, if we do make those few additions in the summer to say it, don't need we don't need loads, we just need five, I think. <laughs> that sounds like a lot actually done it. But with the recruitment policy we have and the players that we can attract now, there's no reason I, I, I don't think that next season we could be instead of looking at because I mean this season realistically we're looking anywhere between fifteenth and tenth, aren't we, realistically? I think next season there's no reason we couldn't be looking anywhere between eleven and eight. Well, the next season, if we set up, which you hope we've got enough points that we've said this before, Fulham have got, if we win two more games, Fulham have to win seven more games, well, and a, and a draw to get ahead of us. So you're hoping we've got enough to stay up, but it'd be that second season, more consolidation and starting to look towards Europe because that's the exciting thing. So... Yeah, frustrating night, Andy. Uh, who was your man of the match? And why was it Rafinha? <laughs> well, Rafinha was the best player on the pitch. 
Um, it's, as, it's as simple as that. I think you said it earlier. He, he was just an absolute cut above the rest. Um, it's nice to be in that situation. I thought Luke then had a good game as well. Standard. Um, it was just one of them nights, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not going to get too downbeat about it, although I do bloody hate losing. It was just one of them. I, I, Cooper made some important things, as you say, but he, they were all looking around for both goals, weren't they? So it's really hard to say that the defence had a good game when you've conceded two really crap goals. Melier did all right, made a really important save for Calvert-Lewin, but you, you can't look past Rafinha. Every time he gets the ball... You get that feeling, don't you? One thing I will say, though, uh, and I don't know if it's because we were riding off the high of the Leicester game or if it's because it was half past seven on a Wednesday night for a league game and we're watching on the telly with no fans. It, it felt, the whole experience for me felt a bit flat tonight. I don't know how you felt. It was one of the ones where if I was in the game, I'd be like, yeah, bang on, well up for it if I'm at Ellen Road. But tonight it felt like a bit of a, not a, dead rubber or ringer but I couldn't quite get as excited as I normally do and I think that's because of the times we find ourselves in but it didn't feel like the big home game against Everton that should have been do you know what I mean? Yeah absolutely I think let's uh I think you've probably nailed the factors there. It's a it's a pandemic game. It's a lockdown game. We're locked in our houses. It's behind closed doors. We've got to a point where you're not hugely looking over your shoulders, but you're not expecting too much going up. You're playing against a team that you've already beaten this season um, with a bit of expectation. It's midweek. It's only a few games after a couple of decent results, so you're not sweating anything, but you're wanting you're missing out. We're missing out on it. And you can cover this ground again and again and again. And the first and foremost, most important thing is people's health and safety and getting that right. But it doesn't mean that you can't still sit and say, I understand why I'm not there. I mean, there's probably more legitimate calls for the football not to be on than for us to be at the football. But either way, that's what's causing that. I think it's... um, We've got all this, we've got years worth almost, mate, of sort of pent up. We've, we haven't celebrated being at winning the league and it's so far irrelevant now that we've more than a half of a season through. I don't know where we'll ever get to that, but, you know, we've got a little break now. We've got five days. We've got another home game. Time for the pitch to become less slippy. Don't believe so. We've got three days. I mean, if you believe uh, Leeds Live and the updates on the weather, it's going to feel like minus six and have three days of uh, three days of snow this weekend. There's a yellow weather warning in place from Thursday, uh, from Saturday lunchtime till midnight on Monday. So it could be at serious risk. That to be fair. So we'll see. Do you know what the most tragic part about all this is? Like when we do finally get back to see our beloved Leeds United. In the Premier League at Ellen Road, all things going well and we stay up, as we say, blah, 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 jinx, jinx, double jinx, all that shite. Is that when we do finally get there, we're going to be that blind drunk that we're not going to remember the game? <laughs> well, I was on the uh, San Miguel zero percent tonight. Maybe that's where I went wrong. That's vile. You know what I mean. Anyway, I take it Rafinha's your man of the match, yeah? The... 
Rafinha man of the match award goes to Rafinha yeah for all the reasons I've said I don't he picks out some beautiful passes that sometimes like I'm not trying to be disrespectful to some of our other players but sometimes he's thought of a pass that his teammates haven't anticipated it's that good you look at it and sometimes it just doesn't quite come off but I think that's due to uh, other people not knowing where they're going to go rather than it being a sloppy pass. I just love his passion. He looked like a man possessed. He was running around like a flipping bull, wasn't he? He needs, like, he's just big, isn't he? He's, he's a big unit who just pillocks it around. But he's also slight. He's a strange, aggressive, skillful, Brazilian wonder man, isn't he? It's a pleasure he's there, and I'll say this again. I do hope he's still here when we get back to go back in the game. Yeah, you can see him destined for like a Barcelona or something. So, Mr. Bielsa has said uh, it's a game where we could have easily drawn. We could have perhaps have had more than a draw in the first half. We had an initial 30 minutes that was good, and in the final 15, it was difficult to create any danger. In the second half, the idea was to prevent them scoring and get back in it. And while the 2 1, we had chances to draw or win. It's always important to win games. Doesn't matter about the circumstances, be it home or away. So, there you go. That tells me all of that. What's your final word, Paul? <sighs> That's not a word. Yeah, but it's kind of how I feel. I'll try to put it into a word. San Miguel zero. Pointless. Well, yeah, I'll go pointless because we ended up with the... It is pointless drinking that stuff. I'm not going to bother with it again. And not just San Miguel zero, just the whole zero alcohol thing. It doesn't really do anything for me. People do it for anybody. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, but I don't like the taste either. So <laughs> it's really pointless. Um, we've ended up pointless, but we could, we easily could have had more out of that game. So hopefully they don't get too despondent from it. They look at it, look at the positives. And if we get to go again on Monday, which, you know, I hope we do, we crack on and uh, make up for a game where we were uh, wronged by the VAR. Yes, yes. What's your final word? Just flat. The whole experience feels a bit flat. First half was a flat performance. Second half was much, much better. And I don't really feel too too angry like I normally do after a defeat because they literally chucked everything at it, didn't they? Hit the bar, hit the post. Their keeper had a bit of a worldie in the second half and it was just one of them. But that Arioski strike probably summed up the entire evening. It looked It looked quite good, but it wasn't quite there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's how we end. That's a very good point. Right. So we will be back once again with the match day podcast, hopefully for the Crystal Palace game. If the weather isn't as scary as Leeds Life has told me it's going to be, um, keep safe, speak soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.